When I ask that question, it's like saying, what is your purpose? Nobody asks to be born. But at the same time, how many people give themselves permission to live? Welcome to Corners and Conversations. My name is Jeremy Strickland, and I will be your host of this podcast. I am the founder of Just Contributor Support, better known as JCS. My mission is to provide you with some form of mentorship, guidance, and resources. Corners and Conversations will have different things such as guests, perspectives, different topics of discussion, and different ways of you to look at things. So tune in. Peace, family. Welcome to Corners and Conversations. I am your host, Jeremy Strickland. I'm here to speak to you today about pretty much some thoughts that's been going across my mind. I've been doing some work at a youth detention center. And I was speaking to this gentleman. He was in a detention center for two years. And he has a court date that's coming up soon. And it was to his motion for early release. As I was talking to him, I was like, okay, what are your plans when you get out of here? You know, he's like, oh, man, he want to start his own lawn care business. He want to do some things. He he had a, a strong idea in what it's going to take for him to get himself established. So it sounded like he had a lot of things going for him. And when I asked him as far as personally, you know, who he was, you know, how can he describe himself? What can he educate me on about him and who he was? He was under the impression, but at least this is what I'm going to consider it as. He was under the impression that I was just asking him too broad of a topic and I wasn't as specific compared to saying what to do when you get out of here. You know, so as I was talking to him, you know, that helped me realize that some people have a a lot of ideas or they have strong ideas, but they don't have an identity. So that's the topic I wish to discuss with everyone today. Let's look at the definition of the two terms. Idea is a thought or suggestion as to a possible cause of action. All right. So what I mean by that is when you look at the world that is around you, everything that you visually see with your eyes, it all came from an idea. Before the furniture in your room, before the TV that you watch, before the cell phone that you use, before the books that you read, before the, the TV shows that was put together, you know, that everyone watched, it was an idea, which means it all starts in your mind. So understanding how things start in your mind, it gives you a different perspective of how you go about situations. Identity, by definition, is the fact of being who or what a person or thing is. The being that you are will be considered your identity. Your thoughts and opinions contributes to your identity. So another way to put the two is an idea is associated with knowledge. So the knowledge that people have can derive from the ideas or the way how they think. An identity goes with your personality, as in, are you a person who converses with people? Are you easily approachable to have a conversation with? You know, what is your demeanor? What is the aura or the atmosphere that you bring to the people that is around you? Are you more of the person that people could go to for help? Or are you more of the person who just observe and listen to what people are saying and you put together your plan of action? So understanding the two, I believe, is a, a big issue for a lot of people because they may have an idea of what they wish to do or where they wish to go, but they don't understand what part they play in that same idea that they have. You can't have a foundation without identity. You know, that's understanding who you are and what you wish to do and how you wish to go about situations. In my opinion, that that is what's called identity. So if you don't have no identity, you don't understand who you are. It's hard to have a structure 
for ideas to manifest. That means the thought that is in your head, how can you turn that into reality? So for somebody who think about some furniture, for an example, they have to go through a process, right? So they understood what their strengths and weaknesses are when they put something together. Somebody can have an idea and they may not have all the physical means or tools and resources to make it happen, but they could take this idea, present it to other people and know what part those people play to make that idea turn into reality. I think all this goes to your imagination. That was a quote by Albert Einstein, and it went like this. Imagination is more important than knowledge, for knowledge is limited, whereas imagination embraces the entire world, stimulating process, giving birth to evolution. When you think about that quote by itself, it's saying, oh, all right, cool. You know, you imagine something and that that's that. But the whole ideology, as in the thought process that goes with it, if you were to study it, is that when you think about imagination, I look at it as it defines the person who you are before you even realize who you were. So imagination is the key to better understanding yourself. If you was to think about the last time, or let's say the last dream that you had, right? I consider dreaming as a form of imagination, but it's really your body or let's say your thought process, being able to explore itself, being able to explore situations, being able to explore all the things that you did, you know, that day or that week, that month, or the the things that define your life. When you dream at night, I think your dreams are like a representation of the things that you experience or the person who you are before you realize it. So check this one out. If you're in a safe place right now, I wish for everybody to close their eyes. Now, I want you to picture a a person or a thing that you really value. Now, I want you to imagine that being taken away from you. Open your eyes. So the question is, who took that away from you? For some people, they already know who the, the imaginary figure was that took that thing or that someone away from them. But for some people, they don't. And to answer the question would be, that was you. You are in the way of the things that you desire. You are in the way of the things that you love. You are in the way of progress because you are taking from yourself. When you are not paying attention to the things that you wish to do or the type of person who you truly are, you'll find yourself in situations that for some reason you don't you can't fully describe how you got into that situation. But, you know, you have to figure out a way to get up out of that situation. And I think a lot of it goes into people not taking ownership of their identity in the first place. So when I mean by taking ownership of their identity, it's how are you educating people on how you wish to be treated? Taking ownership of your identity is you doing that self inventory, understanding the things that you naturally do better compared to your peers. Taking ownership of your identity is understanding the difference between somebody who is talking to you and somebody who's talking at you. So somebody who's talking at you is just a person who is just speaking in your direction. They're not speaking to you until you acknowledge the words that they are saying in the inside, as in your mind saying, "Okay, this person is telling me something that is a value. Now they are speaking to you because that involved your consent, if that makes sense. Getting back to the taking ownership perspective, it goes with, well, let's say it starts with that thought process that you have. So it's not. Simply the idea of the thoughts that you have, it's your thought 
process? As in what contributes to you thinking that way? What makes you think in a certain way? That's your thought process. If you start by just paying attention to your thought process, you will realize some things about yourself. And the things that you do as you have these thoughts, they're called habits. So there are some people who do things and they barely realize that they're doing it because they do it so much. All right. It's not something that you pay attention to all the time. But for people on the outside looking in, they can see the difference. So that's what habits would be. So if you change your thought process, more than likely, your habits are going to change as well. If your habits change and you're paying attention to your thought process, your conversations with people would change because you are now paying attention to what place do they have or what role do they play in your life. So after you have that type of conversation, you're being mindful of what is discussed, how often do both of you talk about things or do you value the conversation that's being had? Is it one of those conversations to where you walk away and you say, man, I learned something. Or you just say, yeah, whatever, on to the next one. That's a clear indicator that something needs to be adjusted. So just like with conversations, the person or the people that you're having these conversations with, those things will start to change as well if you're paying attention to your thought process. The reason being is your thought process change, your habits will change, which means the conversations you have with people will change. That goes into people, either they're going to add value to what it is that you wish to do or they're in the way of you making progress. So if they're in the way of you making progress, you're going to have to part ways with them. It's just that simple. Now, if the people that is around you start to change, that means your environment is going to change as well. Because by you changing the people that you're having conversations with, that's going to change the places that you go to. Right. That's going to change how often you're going to certain places at certain times. Not that it's a bad thing. It's just you will really start to see the difference that's being made. It's not saying that everybody who you talk to or don't talk to is changing or you changing. It's the fact that in order for people to grow, they need to have their own place to grow. The next thing is you have to understand that just when your environment change, your content start to change as well. It's not that you just changing how you go to visit places and people and talk to them. It's you're starting to be mindful of the things that you pay attention to because you're taking ownership of your identity. You're taking ownership of your thought process. The same people who you are following or, you know, subscribe to on social media. It's a strong possibility that those things would change. It's not that you no longer agree or disagree with people. It's just the fact that as you grow, the things that interest you will grow as well. So for me, I used to listen to a lot of artists, but as I've grown, I no longer listen to those artists because I have found that I've liked other artists more. And so I will listen to their music more because it resonates with me. I feel as if I have a more personal connection with the artists that I listen to now compared to the ones that I used to listen to. When I was younger at that point in time, those artists that I no longer listen to, they were speaking to me in a way that I thought was relevant in a way that made sense to me. So I associated my identity with that type of content. But as I matured, I've grown, I've learned new things. When I listen to the artists that I used to listen to 10 years ago, it doesn't sound the same because that's proof of me growing. I've experienced things, I've learned things. And so I want to look for artists who have the same mentality as in artists who wish to grow, 
artists who talk about things that I define as relevant, that talk about things that I believe are important. And then my quality of education changed along with that. When I say quality of education, I'm saying, what am I paying attention to that I wish to be involved with? Education is not just the school itself. It's not where you go to get knowledge or education as far as a physical building. What I mean by education, I meant the way how I understand myself, the way how I learn about myself, the time that I spend with myself is how I value education, the quality of it. So as I learn something, I ask myself a couple of questions. Is, is this important to me? Is this relevant to me? Is this something that, that can help me continue to grow in the way that I wish to grow? I wish to make progress. And that's how I pay attention to those things. So as a summary, it starts off so small, right? But then it builds into a bigger foundation. So like I said, the thought process, it all starts in your mind. Then after that, your habits change. And then after that, your conversations with people change. And after that, the people around you change. After that, your environment change. And along with that environmental change and the the people that you associate yourself with, at the same time that changing, the content that you consume changes. That's the social media. That's the TV shows. That's the movies. That's the documentaries. The things that you loved as, you know, I say as a child, may not be the same things that you love when you start going to middle school. Then you start going to high school or eventually after high school as you continue to make progress. The way how I started looking at things, I want to say it was around 2013, so it was about seven years ago for me at least. I realized that a limit is what I place on myself, right? So if I say, oh, I can't do something, that's me placing the limit on myself. I also had to realize that freedom is what I'm willing to explore. So if I tell myself I can't do something, I just sacrifice the ability to have freedom and growing. So if I say I'm not familiar with math, I can't learn more about math if I've already placed a limit to how much math I am capable of learning. So in order for me to get that freedom, I allow myself to become a student and educate myself. So, yes, I'm talking about math, but that could be applied to anything else that you wish to focus on. For some people, that's building a brand, a business. For some people, that's being an influencer on social media. You know, that's building a following. That's providing value in people's lives. It's whatever you think of it. The limit is what you place on yourself. Nobody else can place a limit on you because you are your own person. If you have your own identity, it is impossible for somebody to try to place something onto you. And then along with that is that freedom. Once you give yourself the permission to go explore, to grow, to manifest things that you define as important, you will be unstoppable. You will be somebody that is hard to get out of character because you understand what it is that defines you, you understand your environment, and you understand what it is that you desire. Speaking of it on that perspective, it is an example of how everything begins in you, as in your mind, and how it progresses into reality. So just like when we talk about that identity in the beginning, it's understanding who you are before you get the understanding of a thought process and going forward, how do you apply that? So if you could think it with your mind, you could feel it with your heart, you could turn it into reality with your hands. So what I'd like to do is at this time, ladies and gents, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. And this is for you to be honest with yourself. 
is I don't think we spend enough time marinating on these questions that I'm about to ask. So question number one, who are you? A lot of people get stuck on this three simple words. Who are you? You are a representation of yourself. You are the person who is in control of your lifestyle. You are the person who has ownership of your thought process. So once you are able to get to the foundation of who you are, I believe a lot of problems that you were going to face in life will no longer be there because you have the foundation of self. So if you are committed to understanding who you are and growing as an individual, it doesn't matter what situation, what location or what area you in. Right. Because you have ownership of who you are and that gives you the ultimate control to make decisions that can benefit you or hurt you. The next question is, what is it you desire? When I ask that question, it's like saying, what is your purpose? Nobody asks to be born. But at the same time, how many people give themselves permission to live? So being born, that's something that's out of your control because, hey, you hear it happened. There is no back and forth about it. You exist. Congratulations. But a lot of people don't give themselves permission to live. And what I mean by that goes back to the question, what is it that you desire? Once you understand what it is that you like and what it is that you wish to do, you now have the capability of taking ownership of your path, meaning the the steps you walk in life. What is it you wish to be remembered by? That will be the thing that you desire, hopefully. And then you continue along that path because no matter what you experience and no matter what you face in life, if you know what it is that you desire, there will always be a foundation for you to go back to If things get unstable, there will always be somewhere where you can focus to keep walking in that direction when everything else starts moving around you. The next question is, when will you start the life that you wish to live? When are you going to start the life that benefits you? And I ask that question because for some people, you and we all can think of somebody who have the idea, they have the vision You could see how they express the passion of what it is that they wish to do, but they never gave themselves permission to start that lifestyle. They never gave themselves permission to grow and manifest that idea of what it is that they're passionate about and start making progress towards it. So after you understand that, where do you see yourself in life? You have the purpose that you wish to obtain. You have the identity, which is you explaining who you are. You have the deadline of when you're going to start your life and the milestones of how you're going to keep yourself accountable, of how you're going to address issues, of how you're going to continue to make progress. The foundation, the values that you have that you're going to be able to stick to no matter what changes. So then it goes to the where do you see yourself in life? For some people, it's very tough to plan everything out from where they are standing now. Nobody can't say where they're going to be 10 years from now, but Having that imagination, back what Albert Einstein was saying, having that imagination, you now see what it is that you wish to do because with your vision, you see it. When you close your eyes and you have that imaginary picture, that is what's called vision. It's not the the traditional eyesight, as a lot of people look at it. You You know, if you could see something, they say, all right, that's my eyesight, that's my vision. No, vision is what you see with your eyes closed. For you having to understand what it is that you wish to do, 
using your imagination, which is vision, you're not able to see the finish line. Now that you know where the finish line is at, you now backtrack to where you at. It's called backwards planning. So you already planning with the end result in mind because you already seen yourself at the finish line, which means you already told yourself that it's possible. So now you need to put the steps together, the plan of action, so that way you can start walking along the right path to get to that vision line so that way you can see what it was that you had in your imagination. So if you have gotten this far in the line of questioning, why are you not making changes now? There are some people, they can do the who, what, when, where. You know, they have those things, but they can't get down to the why. Why is it that they're not making progress? Why is it that they're stuck? Why is it that they are scared of explaining to other people what it is that they truly wish to do or the person who they are or how they wish to go about situations? Once we're able to address that conflict right there, that why, that's going to be less of a hassle when you start making progress in other areas. And the last of the the questions when it comes to the self-inventory is how does knowing what you want make a difference? We already talked about the who, what, when, where, and the why, but the last question is, how does knowing what you want make a difference? If I was to ask somebody, how are you now? I say, oh, yeah, I'm good. And then I say, how does knowing where you will be 10 years from now change what you do today? And they will say, oh, I need to do this better. I need to focus on this. In order for me to get to this level, I need to do this. Okay. You have that thought process is keeping that same level of understanding as you're making progress. And that is why knowing what you want makes the difference. Because if somebody try to tell you something or show you something and it's not what you want, you're going to say, oh, no, that's not what I need. That's not for me. That's for somebody else. And you'll say, I need this right here. You know, if you <laughs> if you win something, and let's say you got the little raffle tickets, right? And they say you could choose from these items. And let's say they try to offer you something. You can have this right here. You say, nah, that's that's not what I want. I want this over here. And you're going to point at it. And they'll say, all right, cool. They'll take it and they'll give you that prize that you wanted because you had the confidence and the level of understanding of knowing what is for you and also knowing what is not for you. Now, as we take this from ourselves and we look at other people, there's this thing called perspective. So perspective is a way of you understanding a situation in your own words. So just like you are your own person, you have your own perspective. So when you speak to people, you are representing your perspective. You speaking on what you feel. You speaking on your knowledge on the conversation and you speaking on your opinion. For others, they have the same understanding. But I think a lot of conflict is when there are two different people with two different perspectives and they're not focusing to understand the different perspectives. For some people, they are very confident. They're very confident in how they go about a situation, but the conversation never makes progress because it's like they are not attempting to understand a different perspective. So what I'm willing to argue is that from a personal belief, for somebody who don't have an identity, their belief is shaped by their family, their friends, their community, and so on. So if everybody in your family is doing the same thing, Your friends are doing the same thing. Everybody in your community is doing the same thing. If somebody was to approach you with something different, you're going to say, oh, no, that's not how that works. 
And when they ask why, you're going to say everybody around here is doing the same thing. So it must be true. You know, it, it has to be the, the reality of what it is. But that's just the perspective. Don't fall for that perspective trap. A lot of which happens in society, I want to say, is because of one or two things. It's either acceptance or compliance. Seeing what somebody else do every day, let's say the thought process, right? A lot of people have the thought process of this is what I have to do because, right? And that's compliance because it's, they don't want to be the person who's pointed out or picked on for doing things that's outside of the ordinary. Or the flip side of it is people do things for acceptance. So if you have these ideas and you're being honest with yourself and you're speaking with people, you're going to start seeing that there's different conversations that's being had at the same time. So for some people, if they don't understand your perspective, they won't accept what it is that you are saying, because it's not that what you're saying is offensive. It's that they don't understand it. So you have to ensure that you're speaking in a way that they understand it. The next thing would be the acceptance part itself is just people doing things, not necessarily because they like it. It's just the fact that if they do it, they'll be considered the same as other people. So it's like the cool kids that's at school, right? They're going to do things and, you know, for some people like, all right, that's cool. But other people want to be in that same group, be in the same, the same clique, the same network, whatever it's called nowadays. They would do the same thing for the sake of acceptance. So once you're being mindful of some people doing things for the fear of being pointed out and some people doing things for the sake of being accepted, once you're able to balance the two, you're going to find yourself making progress where you didn't think was possible. And it all goes back to what defines you. You know, what contributes to your identity? You know, are you associated with these people, places or things for your own benefit? If it's not benefiting you, then why are you doing it? So to wrap things up, Ladies and gents, I'm going to leave you with this. Pay attention to how much time you spend with yourself. I think that is the best way of going about it. You don't know all the answers, right? Nobody's giving you all the things that you need for you to make decisions that best fit you right now. But if I don't know the world, I don't know everybody in my community. I don't know everybody's intentions when they speak to me. But I do owe it to myself to take care of myself. So a little bit about me is that I learned a lot about myself. And that was after three deployments. That was after obtaining three degrees, associates, bachelor's, master. There was a lot of times of uncertainty, right? They gave me the foundation of who I am. The times where there was a lot expected of me. The times where was, I was faced with a lot of pressure. Faced with being a leader, of taking responsibility for people who I didn't know and building this relationship and trust with them in the military, that gave me a better understanding of who I am as a person. Now, there are some people who have roadblocks, and I would like to say I'm one of those people as well. So if I'm being honest with everybody, I don't have any grandparents, you know, so all of my biological grandparents have passed and I'm just 28 years old. There are some friends who I deployed with. And they're not alive anymore. Some people died. Right. They were overseas or when they came back home. I've been through, you know, different situations and circumstances. So after all of these experiences, I have me, I have my thoughts and I have what it is that I desire. And that is how I keep myself grounded, because the things that I face in the future, it is not 
that I'm not ready for them. It's I'm confident in who I am because of the things I've experienced in my past. So when I meet a new challenge or a new opportunity, I can face it with the understanding of I can be a student and learn from another experience. Because if I've been through so much already and I'm just 28, I can't wait to see all the other things that I get to experience later on in life. If there's one thing that I regret, it's me not having this mentality 10 years ago. Because if I had this level of knowledge when I was 18, I could be three times farther or five times farther, even 10 times farther than I am right now. But I think everybody shares that same level of understanding. So that's that's it right there. You know, having your ideas is something that is a blessing. But having your identity is something that you owe to yourself. Okay, thank you all for your time and uh, do something with your life. I challenge you all to do something with your life, please. Take care of yourself. And once again, this is Corners and Conversations. I am your host, Jeremy Strickland.